Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you, ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty. We treat your property as if it were our own. Hour number three of the starting lineup is on the air. Tennessee baseball. What happened and what caused them to have the sweep over number one Ole Miss last weekend and then this past weekend sweeping number nine Vanderbilt on the road? Eric Kane works the beat for VolQuest covering Tennessee baseball. He'll break down exactly what Tennessee did to turn their season around easily solidifying that number one ranking after the sweep against Vanderbilt this weekend. We talk about it here in about 11 minutes. Right now, though, it's time to play the game. Eric Kane spins the big wheel of games, and it tells us which game we're playing today. Eric Kane. That sound means we're playing Who Am I? We need two callers right now at 656-9900. 656-9900. Who Am I works like this. Each person that plays today will get one person we're talking about in the world of sports today. The contestant that can guess in the fewest number of clues. Going to be the big winner, and it's a fantastic prize. This is one of my favorite products that's made in all of East Tennessee. The winner today is going to get a $25 gift certificate good for Zen Evo Chocolate. Zen Evo uses only the finest ingredients to create a truly functional treat to help your body perform at its best. You can find Zen Evo at Weigel's, Eddie's Health Shop, Smoothie King, Kroger, and Love's and Pilot Travel Centers. I actually picked up some of the energy Zen Evo at Eddie's just this past week when I was getting aminos. Oh my goodness, we just had our caller, a caller drop. We have LSU Matt on the line. We need the next caller right now at 656 9900 one of our contestants just as I guess his phone drop 656-9900. That is the phone number. And it looks like we have Jacob in. So we have LSU Matt versus Jacob. Ooh, we got serial color versus serial color. I like this type of matchup. LSU Matt, you were the one that's held the longest. You get to choose. You're going to take clues from me, Will West, or from the homie Eric Kane. Uh, I'm going to go with Coach K sympathizer Eric Kane. Uh-huh, there you go. <laughs> And let's let's not let's not hide around the fact here. LSU Matt needs a win. He hadn't had a win since February. So LSU Matt. So here we go. Let's get it. You ready to roll? I haven't played. Yeah, <laughs> no. let's roll. Oh, you've played. We remember. Here we go. One um, time. In honor of the national championship, obviously, Carolina and Kansas. We're gonna do famous North Carolina basketball players. So there's only about a hundred that we could choose from. So you ready? Okay. All right, clue number one. I was born in Columbia, Missouri in 1985. I am 36 years old. Uh, Tyler Hansborough. Oh, my God. Did you just get that on number one? Your dad gum right, I did. Oh, no, no, no. Jacob still has a shot, Eric. Don't be playing that winning music just yet. I've got a feeling Jacob's going to get this. Oh, I mean, my goodness. I mean, no offense to Jacob, but I mean, Jacob, no, no, no. Came over. I feel good about your shot here, Jacob. Jacob, let's get this W, buddy. Are you ready? Let's do it, man. Oh, I'm right. ready. Positive middle attitude. That's how we have to do it. Okay. And yours is famous Kansas players. Famous okay. Kansas players. I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in 1936. 36. 1936. Oh, man. Played at Kansas. Uh, uh, Oscar Robertson. 
It is not Oscar Robertson. Guess, it is Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain played at Kansas. A lot of people forget that about Wilt. All right, now you can play his winning music. I mean, literally, like, I didn't even get into the dead giveaways. My clue number four was I got punched in the face by Gerald Henderson and my nose bled everywhere. <laughs> clue number five was my number 50 was retired by UNC. But the first three were the normal, like, I could be talking about literally anybody. You had that May guy that played there. McCants played there. Early 2000s, my childhood. You know, of course, I could have went Vince Carter. Could have went Jerry Stackhouse. Rasheed Wallace, man. Rasheed Wallace. Could have gone there. Yeah, Jacob, I was hoping, because here's the thing. There, there are two guys I think everybody remembers from Kansas, and that's Will Chamberlain and Danny Manning. And so I thought maybe given the birthday, but if you didn't know that, because the next clue was I start, began my career with the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> so that would have been a tough one before playing for the the Warriors, the Sixers, and the Lakers. NBA NBA guy Eric Kane got it on clue number five. Uh, yes. You know, I will say Eric Kane did dare me to point out to make clue number five instead of my <laughs> nickname is the stilt that I claim to have had relations with more than 20,000 women during my lifetime. <laughs> And I was going to change that clue number five, but now I don't have the opportunity to. Jeff, we'll just come right to your office after the show. We're aware. Really had to twist his arm to get that one out there. <laughs> he was like, you should totally do that. And I was like, you know what? You convinced me. That's the that's what happens there. LSU Mad Hang on the line all week long. $25 gift certificates for Zen Evo chocolate. If you've never had Zen Evo, it is fantastic. One of my favorite products that we make here in East Tennessee. And all week long on the game, we're going to be giving away that fantastic grand prize. Coming up next, Tennessee Baseball. What happened that caused them to be able to break out the brooms against Vanderbilt? Eric Kane tells you next. It's the starting lineup on 99.1, the sports animal. Here's your uh, buddy Greg RV's t- Tennessee uh, sports update. Top-ranked Tennessee baseball team finished off the series sweep at number nine Vanderbilt. Five to nothing. Drew Beam with the distance. Complete game shutout. The first sweep over Vandy since 2009. Lady Vols blasted five home runs. Run rolled Mississippi State 10 to 1 Sunday for the series win. South Carolina wins the women's national championship. Jumped out to a big lead over UConn, didn't look back, cruised to the 64 49 win. And Tiger Woods says he'll be a game time decision on whether or not he competes in the Masters, which is scheduled to begin on Thursday. Woods is currently going through practice rounds at Augusta in preparation. It is 8.07, big-time series win again for Tennessee baseball. We'll discuss the sweep over Vanderbilt when TSL returns. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. John Wilkerson on the call there. It's called a tease in the radio industry. You ready for this, Eric Kane? Yep. We have the greatest start bench cut question of all time coming up in just a little bit. It is literally the greatest start bench cut question. About 12 minutes from now, you'll hear the greatest start bench cut question of all time. Full disclosure, Ivan's wrote this one before he left, and I think he was saving it for when he gets back. But Eric and I, of course, as we always do when Tyler goes on vacation, have hacked into his social media accounts so that we can post uh, you know, irreverent nonsense on them the entire time he's out. And we found this question, and we're going to use it. The greatest star bitch cut question of all time coming up next on the starting lineup. Tennessee baseball gets the sweep against Vanderbilt. It's one thing to go sweep Ole Miss on the road. It's another, the number one team in the nation at the time and take over the number one ranking. It's another thing altogether to then walk into the number nine team in the nation, Vanderbilt, with the whistler, the whole nine yards, and sweep them as well. What has changed for Tennessee? Why is Tennessee right now on this type of a heater? And what, okay, to for what led them to, to sweep Vanderbilt the way that they did? Pitching. I mean, it's repetitive, but when you get the, when you get the starts out of the gates, that Tennessee's getting, especially in big time series on the road in conference play, 
doesn't matter if your offense, I mean, your offense got to come, you got to push across runs, right? And Tennessee's offense probably played its B game this series, but you go into the ninth inning with Chase Dolander on Saturday. Drew Beam, a true freshman, again, let me remind you, a true freshman pitches a complete game shutout on the road for a 5-0 win against Vanderbilt. You get starting pitching like that, boy, it makes things easier. So it's it. The, the whole Beck situation, if you didn't see the game on Friday, <laughs> uh, Jordan Beck hits a home run against Vanderbilt. They, uh, they, I don't know, they, they file they some type of grievance they, and they, say that the yeah. bat was illegal. They end up wiping the home run off the board. It looked like watching the game, Tony Vitello didn't get to, they didn't explain to him what happened or show him the bat when he tried to look at it. Uh, it and Vanderbilt kind of just, it was gamesmanship a little bit on their part. But man, did it light a fire under Tennessee. Tony Vitello's talking about Mike Honcho and cutting wrestling <laughs> promos on them from the dugout mid-game. It, it made it incredible theater, but what oh, yeah. was the actual explanation for what happened with Jordan Beck's bat? All right, so essentially you got to get your, and I didn't know any of this until this weekend, so I'm not trying to act like I'm an expert on bat inspection. There is okay? no one who knows more about bat inspection than Eric Kane. So listen up. All right, so you get these inspected uh, before every week game and every week series, weekend series, and they put a sticker on there, all right? Put a sticker on there. Apparently, Jordan Beck's bad did not have the sticker on it. He said post game that it flew off in batting practice, and he didn't really think anything of it. I mean, the, the midweek sticker from last week was on there, but not the weekend sticker. So the catcher for Vanderbilt notices that, rightfully so, tells the umpire they inspected, and so by rule, I mean, it was a good call, right? I mean, by rule, that that bat should not have been in play because it didn't have the inspection sticker on it. Tony Vitello comes out there and says, let me see that <laughs> blankety-blankety-blank bat. Just, just, It is amazing. Two arch rivals. Tennessee goes up and hits a solo home run in the first inning. Tony Vitello is irate. Two innings later, you've got Luke Lipschitz that comes up to the plate and hits, hits one over the yard, runs around the bases, talking serious crap, gets to home plate, stomps on a home plate, grabs the bat, inspects it, and then holds it up in the air. I mean, it was amazing to watch on television, but point blank, <laughs> the, the bat the, the bat did not have the sticker on it. There was a report out of Nashville yesterday saying that the bat failed the compression test, and that's something different to where bats have to be going through go through like a compression test every single week to make sure that it's legal. Um, that report was inaccurate. The bat is already back with Tennessee. It's it's up to date. It'll be used on Tuesday in the midweek game, but. That's what the situation was. Brian Rice did a great job explaining it to me off the air on Saturday morning. He told me that softball does that. He told me the process for softball and that the SEC is kind of really striking down on softball saying, hey, be more mindful of this, inspect the bats and all that. And so maybe they're doing that for baseball as well. What I loved about it, what is just made it it's such compelling theater. Because I'll be real, I had a lot of things going on on Friday, so I was not going to watch the Friday game. I was like, okay, not going to watch Friday, but I'll watch the Sunday I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, it was just, especially when that happened so early in the game and then just the the promos that Tennessee was cutting. Here's what I loved about it, right? Vanderbilt owned the bad guy role in that, in that game. They did. They owned the bad guy role in this series. Tennessee didn't say, well, we're going to be the good guy. When they go low, we go high. Tennessee said, you want to go low? We'll go lower than you will. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? like, and they talked so much unbelievable smack after that. It was magnificent. It was attitude era WWE. It was just, I mean, I, again, I it was as compelling of a game as I've seen in a really long time, and it was a mid-season Friday night game one matchup against Vanderbilt. Let me ask you this. We've seen Tennessee teams in the last 20 years or so get to the number one ranking, but there's a lot of times, like, let's be real, when Tennessee basketball got to the number one ranking, you didn't think Tennessee basketball was the is the team to beat for the to actually win it all, right, at the end of the year. 
Is this Tennessee baseball team the team to beat right now just in baseball period? I mean, like, do we have to look at you it and say... Think, well, hold on. You didn't think that uh, Tennessee could be a team to beat towards the end of the year with Grand Admiral and all them? If they if everything ran right for them and, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. You got a bunch of LeBron stats. Nobody's ever scored 27 points and with six assists. I'm wearing that. a headband in the third quarter uh-huh. of a... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you, you just need some crap to happen for it to happen. But it wasn't like anybody really looked at them and thought they were the most deserving team at the time to be number yeah. one. Tennessee, when they swept Van, uh, Ole Miss, was the most deserving team to be number one. But I think there's a difference between being the most deserving and being the best. I think Tennessee's the best right now, right? I think Tennessee's the best team in the country, and I, I mean, hands down. I mean, you said it a, mo- a moment ago. I mean, you got a, you, you have a stranglehold of number one on every single major poll, as you should. I mean, we're nit- we talked about this last week. When you're nitpicking the Tennessee baseball team right now, it's tough, right? They make too many errors in the field. Okay, they're not perfect. They run into too many outs on the base pass. The bullpen, because the starting pitching has been so dominant, and by the time you go to the bullpen, a lot of times you just, you just have a huge lead. There's not defined roles past one, two, three guys, maybe. Redmond Walsh is your closer. Camden Sewell is your stopper. That's about it, right? So... We need to see the bullpen become more defined, maybe, but there's not too many things you can point out with the Tennessee baseball team right now and say, okay, that that has to get better. I mean, they are they are a great pitching team. Their lineup, obviously, they've got a ton of pop. They lead the they lead the uh, the the country in home runs, but they find different ways to score runs. That you have lineup flexibility. You have guys on the bench who are really really good. And again, I'll go back. It's starting pitching. I mean, you got two uh, true freshmen book in your weekend starters. Then you have Chase Dolan in the middle. I mean, this is uh, it, this team's tough to beat right now. And it would be, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it. There's a lot of baseball to be played. It's a grind to get to Omaha. I understand it. But if Tennessee does not get to Omaha, I think it'll be a disappointment. So you said the arms are why Tennessee's doing this. Because mm-hmm. I think all of us are paying attention to leading the nation in home runs, daddy hat, fur coat, all that stuff. You know, the, the entire team coming out and talking trash and stuff like that after every single home run. We're all paying attention to that. Why do you say it's the arms that's gotten Tennessee here? Because, I mean, they've been dominant. They've been absolutely dominant. Uh, you've got Drew Beam, who's perfect on the year. You have Chase Stolander, who is perfect on the year and, you know, has the highest ERA, but it's sitting somewhere in the twos. You have Chase Burns, who was going to be a first-round draft pick last year that is coming to play college baseball for three years, which just should be illegal. Um, Tennessee is in position every single game because they have amazing starting pitching. And by the time you get to the bullpen, and, and here lately they've been going, I mean, Beam literally went the distance yesterday. They tried to go the distance with Dolander on Saturday. I mean, they're they're giving the ball to the bullpen seventh, eighth, ninth inning here lately. I mean, that's not going to keep up forever. I understand that. But when you get off to as good as starts, and typically this offense is rolling to, to begin with, I mean, it, it's, it's game over by the third or fourth inning here lately. Wasn't necessarily the case this weekend, but I mean, Tennessee's starting pitching has just been incredible. They've been affected. They've eaten innings. And they're the reason that that's where they are right now. I asked, you, I asked you on Friday in Tennessee when a pitcher's duel or a small ball matchup where they've got to go manufacture the runs and then hold those runs in the late innings. They did it against Vanderbilt this weekend and answered that question immediately. It was, it was they were like, oh, you're going to put that on our checklist? Sure, we'll check that one off as well. Is Tennessee the favorite to win the, to win the College World Series right now? Yeah, I would say so. I, I, don't, I don't know what the odds say, but I would, I would assume the odds would reflect that as well. I mean, the, the, you know, the live odds right now would have, probably have Tennessee as the favorite to win to win the College World Series. Um, you know, Ole Miss will be around. Vanderbilt will certainly still be around. Virginia's around. I mean, there's some good baseball teams out there. And, again, there's a lot of baseball to be played between now and June. I mean, there, and you got you to gotta go through the gauntlet of an SEC tournament. 
you know, Tennessee will likely host a regional and a super regional, and that's two different formats. It's very weird. Playoff baseball is very college, weird. College baseball is really weird. Yeah. yeah, very weird. But that's why I just say it's such a grind. But uh, absolutely, I think Tennessee's the favorite right now. It, once you get to Omaha, anything can happen. I mean, Tennessee couldn't couldn't do anything in Omaha last year for sure. But I say, you know, in terms of the, the the betting odds, Tennessee's definitely the favorite right now. Where do you go from here? Where does Tennessee baseball go from here? What does the schedule look like for them? So Tennessee will host Missouri next weekend, first home SEC slate of the year. So that should be exciting. Uh, Tennessee will also host uh, Tennessee Tech, I believe. Nope, just kidding. It is somebody. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Tennessee has a midweek game on Tuesday, okay. but then we'll host Missouri this weekend uh, for SEC play. So, you know, I'll tell you, look, we've been saying it for a while, right? When Danny White got hired, first thing we said here on the show was that this is going to work. And if you look at it right now, this is working. Tennessee baseball is doing things that I, I don't know. Tennessee's baseball, I don't think has ever been this good. And it's, it's as good as it is right now. And it's definitely not but as exciting as it is right now. Tennessee basketball is in a good spot. Tennessee football is in a good spot. Women's basketball is in a good spot. Uh, tennis is in a good spot. Soccer is in a good spot. Women's basketball is in a good spot. This is this is going to work. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'll just keep telling you. And part of it's Randy Boyd and Donna Plowman and what they've done as far as getting the boosters to get in line together so they're on the same page instead of fighting against each other about what's happening. And Danny White is willing to do some public appearances and things like that to take that pressure off of his coaches a little bit where they don't need to go be a brand like Butch. Felt like he had to go be a brand at times. I think Jeremy Pruitt felt like he was supposed to go be a brand and didn't want to do it. And so Danny White takes those things off of the plate. Oh, by the way, Josh and Swain starts today on the on the sports channel, 12 to 3 today. Tennessee Athletics Director Danny White going to join Josh and Swain on their first program today, noon to 3, right here on 99.1, the sports animal. Start bitch cut is next. This is the starting lineup on 99.1. Well, as Tarek Kane, Ivins will be back from spring training. He's down in Port St. Lucie uh, salivating over Pete Alonzo's batting practice swings. So he'll be back tomorrow to join the program. Remember, noon today, 12 to 3, we've got Josh and Swain. New show joining the Sports Animal lineup coming up from 12 to 3, and they've got a fantastic lineup of guests. And no, I'm not on there. So it's the first time in my career I've ever said it's a fantastic lineup of guests when I wasn't the one talking. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, first time for everything. First time for everything. 656-9900 is your phone number. Time now for start. Bench cut. Eric Kane, what do you have for us, pal? Who is the best coach at their respected sports? Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, or Gino Ariema? All right. So I'm going to, this is going to be controversial, but I'm going to say Bill Belichick because it's harder to win the NFL than it is in any other sport period in discussion. It's one one game in the playoffs and you're done. And, under, and it's a large, longer playoff than what we have in college football. Also, there's a salary cap. I'm going to bench Saban. I'm going to cut Gino. There's and, just, the the parody's much better now. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, nothing like college football and especially the NFL. Yeah. So, it's it's just like what Saban done has been incredible. But yeah. I, I just I look at Belichick and I just think that dude, what, what would Saban do if he had to have the same level of players everybody else does? He would win a lot, but would he win as much as Belichick did? I, I just don't know that he would. What do you say? <sighs> That's probably the order I'm going to go in. I mean, a caveat for Saban would be you have to start over literally. I mean, you have to start over every year, and you have to, or every couple of years, because you can keep the same group of guys for a couple of years. But and so I think it's a little bit more challenging. I understand that you have, you can't keep everybody every year in the NFL because of contracts and all that, but. I'm with you, though. I would go Belichick because I think it's tougher to win the NFL than anything. I'd bench saving, and I would cut Gino. Would, would you, if Gino would won last night, would you have changed anything? Because no. if you look at it and no. say he's literally never lost a national title game. No. 
because again, Gino's a great coach. and There's no disputing that. It's just, I mean, let's be real. It was so easy to win in, in women's hoops for so long, right? I mean, now, now it's not. And you know, I mean, Don Staley's got a whole lot to say about that. And I mean, there's, it's just, it, it's never been as good as it is now in women's hoops. And so can it, can I get look, Gino lost last night? Cause he got out coached by Don Staley point blank. No. What are you doing? Putting page backers on the weak side. That's not what got you there. Why in the world did you change that when you got to the final four? And I know you squeaked past Stanford, but gracious, what a bad decision. Don Staley flat out coached him last night. And I think everybody here in Knoxville, Tennessee was happy to see that. Which coach with Coach K retiring, who is now the best college coach in college basketball? Jay Wright, Bill Self, or John Calipari? I'm going to start Jay Wright here. I think it's him. I think if you gave, he is never going to have equal talent because Jay Wright's not the guy that's going to go say, hey, Nike, pay this guy three quarters of a million dollars to come to my school. It's not what Jay Wright's going to do. He's going to have a bunch of 22-year-olds, and he, they're going to be redshirt juniors and stuff like that that are working on their grad degree. They're going to be playing for him, and they're going to do literally zero in the NBA, and they're going to win games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's what they true. do. It's true. So, But I start Jay Wright. I'm going to bench Bill Self. He's underrated as a coach. Calipari's a good coach. People act like Calipari just recruits that he's not a good coach. His teams get so look, much better as the year goes look on. How many, I mean, they have to, but look how many Final Fours he's been to as yeah. well. So, But Bill Self is a really, really, really good coach. I think he finally got away from Adidas putting the one-and-done guys there, and now he's back in the finals with a as the favorite to win it all tonight. So bench Bill Self, cut John Calipari. There's a reason. I think you said this on last week's program. There's a reason they just say how many Final Fours, not how many national championship yeah. game appearances. It's how many Final Fours, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got a lot of them. I would I would also start right. I think the last seven to eight years, he's proven that, gosh, I mean, Villanova's not a blue blood, but it's a heavy favorite every single year now. He's gotten that program in great shape. I'm going to bench Calipari for those reasons I just mentioned, then I'll cut Bill Self. Today is National Hug a Newsperson's Day. With local, Which local evening news anchor would win in a triple threat cage match? Ted Hall, John Becker, or Bo Williams? Greatest question in the history of Star Bench Cut. I'm going to be very honest because I, I like to discuss this pretty much anytime I go anywhere. I start I start this conversation up. This exact one. This exact one. Um, I am going to start our buddy Ted Hall. And Ted's got some mass on him you wouldn't expect him to have, right? Like, I'm just assuming Ted's like Ted's like low-key jacked. You ever see those dudes that are like low-key jacked, and then all of a sudden they take off the pump cover, and you're like, whoa, where'd, where'd, where'd your muscles come from, dude? <laughs> yeah. uh, Ted, Ted Hall's low-key jacked. So I'm going to say start Ted Hall. I'm going to bench John Becker. Wiry, I bet John Becker is for WBR. I think he's wiry. And I'm going to cut Bo. Sorry, Bo. But uh, those of us who are getting up there in age, and I'm with you, Bo. I'm not ripping you on that one. But I think you got to remember getting out of the cage is the key to a cage match. It's who can climb over the cage and get there. And I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Ted and John over, over Bo. You know what? I'm just going to leave this one to you. That sounds, that sounds about right. You put way more thought in it than I ever could possibly imagine. Uh, when I said that I have this conversation all the time, <laughs> I was not kidding here. Kate. I, I have this conversation all the time. I'm going to have it again for this day. over. <laughs> all right. Today you can tell who taught me how to do radio. Today is national hug a news person's day. Who wins it around on the links? From our building, Phil Williams, Bob Yarborough, Halloran, Hilton Hill. Okay, so this is an easy one. Pretty easy, I think, straightforward. Well, they all three play. Yeah. Does Hal play? 
Well, I believe so. I mean, this signature sign-off has, has to do with <laughs> no, golf. No, you're not. You're like, he's a 50-year-old guy that dresses well. So you're just presuming he plays golf, right? No, how, the, how plays Hal golf? has money, so he's, I assume he plays golf. Wow. <laughs> I, thought he go, I thought he played. I, I don't know if he does or not. I have no idea. I think uh, he plays. I know Phil plays, <laughs> and I know Bob plays. Phil's going to play no matter what. Phil's, yeah, the Phil, fact that Phil's going to finish his show before he starts, you know, <laughs> a, a good, tees, hits him. a tee box somewhere is a shock to all of us. I mean, it's good that we finally got him back in the building because he was doing it from Old on to Patriot Hill so much. Yeah, he's just got Landon sitting there with the Comrex box on a golf <laughs> car while Phil just in between swings does his radio show. Start Phil Williams, Mitch Bob Yarbrough. I cut Hal. Hal's too busy. Hal's got like 37 side hustles, so yeah. I think Hal's too busy to play golf. Yeah, that was actually going to be my argument as well. So I, it, it's going to be that order. You start Phil, you bench. Bob takes trips to go play golf. He so, does. He does. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, you know, it's can't hide money. Can't, can't, simply can't. Simply can't. After tonight's basketball national championship, what's the next big sporting event you're paying attention to? The Masters, opening day in baseball, and the NBA Finals. Okay, so I, I will start the Masters. I will bench, mostly because the Dodgers are going to play at like 1 a.m. I don't, and i got to wake up at 4. There's no shot I'm going to watch 10 Dodger games all year long until we get to the postseason. Uh, I start the Masters. I am not a big, like, I love the history of Augusta because some of that history is not awesome. But I, I, they mean so much to the golfers that that's why I'm in on what happens at Augusta, even though I'm not golf guy. I'll start the Masters. I'll bench the NBA Finals because we got a chance to get some of these young guys. And if you're not paying attention to the NBA, I understand. Everybody. We, we got these young teams right now, Memphis, Phoenix, uh, the Bulls, the Celtics, that they don't care what it is. It's not like what it was with LeBron in that generation where they're too busy dancing to actually try to rip your soul out. They want to destroy you on a Tuesday night in the middle of February. So I'm hoping we can get one of these young teams there instead of it just being Giannis to yeah. you know, dribbling from the top of the key, rode his shoulder into somebody and shooting free throws. So give me the NBA finals there and I'll cut opening day of baseball. Thank goodness. I'm such a big baseball fan because I mean, from the end of college basketball to the start of college football, Ugh. NBA draft or NFL drafts coming up. You got that. I mean, sure. But I'm not like Tyler Ivins in that regard. Oh, no, no, I'm worse than I was. I'm like, I'm like three of Ivins on the true. draft. That's I am like are. just straight up living in my mom's basement, sitting on a beanbag <laughs> chair with Cheeto <laughs> dust all over me, watching the draft. <laughs> so I mean, love. <laughs> I, I start opening day for baseball because I truly do treat that like a holiday. I skipped work two years in a row and went to Atlanta <laughs> for opening day. Okay. Um, at least you went to the game as opposed to you just skipped it to watch it at home. No, I went to the game. Oh, okay. yeah, I, I, I made worth it. So I will start opening day. I'll bench the NBA finals. You guys know me. I would never, ever disrespect my time, which is so valuable because I have 17 jobs to sit and watch a regular season NBA game. Just it would never happen. But when the NBA Finals gets here, we actually talk about it on the show, so yeah. I gotta watch. Well, they're, right? also, they're also tipping. First tip of the NBA Finals is like nine forty-seven and nine twenty for college basketball yeah. tonight, who which is watch? ridiculous. Here's the thing: your kid, nobody's kid, can watch that. It's terrible, yeah, absolutely so terrible. I will start opening day baseball because you know I'm going to be about it. I will bench NBA Finals and I'll cut the Masters. You're, I am not golf guy, but you're really not golf guy. I'm, I'm not now. If Tiger is competing on Sunday, I will turn it on. That is the only way I'm turning it on. If Tiger is playing. I will be keeping track on my phone. If Tiger's not playing, I will literally just see the tweets when they come in. I, I will say for the under 50 crowd on this, they're listening to the show right now. If you're not golf guy and you're not want anybody that's really tuned into the masters a ton. The thing that's so cool about the masters is almost every year, somebody's crushing yep. it. And for the first time ever at Augusta, and they have a chance to win that green jacket and you watch them fall apart. 
Yeah. And that is just incredible theater. I mean, not to like laugh at anyone's demise, <laughs> but to see someone who's the best in the world, that the pressure's so heavy that, that they just Kane collapse. Guy, he got so close, but just nope. Nope. Couldn't quite get a dub, but there's some some of the great players in, in history of golf have had yeah. that happen where they're just down the stretch, back nine at Augusta, they just fall apart. I also feel like you, maybe for that reason right there, but you 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 know someone new every year from the Masters. That's true because they're in the top five. Or Charles like, Swartzel or somebody yeah. like that. So uh, you know, also again, that's why people don't watch golf because there's people named Charles Swartzel. I know what's going on in golf, but I ain't watching it. That's just not me. Mm-hmm. Last one. We should do one day backup SEC quarterback or PGA tour player. And we just, the Stetson Bennett's the thirds of the world and people like that. Like we would know it, but if we just got a random person on to start asking backup quarterback names or yeah. PGA tour player. Yeah. The Eric Angel used to do that. It, it was embarrassing how bad Eric Angel was at that game. Not specifically that one. It was more or less like starting star college basketball player or Oh, okay. Or something. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> You've heard the story about how they, they, uh, Marcus, uh, uh, Marcus Smart. The, the Celtics guy, Marcus yeah. Morris. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, yeah. And um, there's also he, Morris was on the team too for a while. So one of those guys, I can't I can't remember which one, but anyway, it was him or like a musician. And Angel's like, I don't know. Let's say uh Morris. I guess Morris is the musician, right? And Brian was like, he's literally for your <laughs> uncle's team. Your cousin literally is the one that scouted him <laughs> yes. to come to the team. Ridiculous. All right. Today is Robert Downey Jr.'s 57th birthday. Best Avenger. Iron Man, Captain America, or Thor? And I know you could probably give me three different ones here. But. No, 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 no. This is the right three. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start. I'm going to start Iron Man. Um, Got to be the start. The, it is for the Avengers movies. That's why. But mm-hmm. it, like the solo movies, two and three are terrible. Just yeah. awful. But the first one was good. The second two and three Iron Man are just awful. Thor, the first one was good. was okay. The second one was terrible. The Ragnarok's magnificent. Winter Soldier's the best Marvel movie, period. So I'm going to bench Captain America, and I'm going to cut Thor on this one. I will start Iron Man because he's the coolest. <laughs> That's yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I'll bench Captain America because I'm a big hard guy, and uh, I will cut uh, Thor. But I'm more intrigued in the Thor movies than I am anything else. I love those storylines and everything, but... I mean, you, you can't not start Iron Man. I mean, he's he's such a. I mean, he's a he's a rich man that that is super smart and built a built an awesome suit and goes and saves the world. So. And he loves you three thousand. So there's also that as well. Remember, Star Bitch Cut brought to you every single day by Blue Water Climate Control, Knoxville's highest rated HVAC company. Contact our friendly technicians. Get a complete comfort in your home or your business. Locally and family owned, veteran run HVAC company right here in East Tennessee. You will love the great people at Blue Water Climate Control. Find them online, BlueWaterClimateControl.com. We'll come back next. Who wins the NCAA tournament final and why? We'll tell you. So starting lineup on 99.1, the sports animal. Top right Tennessee baseball team finished off a sweep at number nine Vanderbilt five to nothing. Drew Beam went the distance, a complete game shutout. First sweep over Vanderbilt since 2009. Lady Ball softball blasted five home runs. Run rolled Mississippi State for the series win 10 to one. South Carolina claimed the women's national championship last night. Jumped out to a big lead over UConn. Never looked back, winning 64 to 49. And Auburn sophomore center Walker Kessler has declared for the NBA draft. It is 8:42. More on the final four conclusion in the national championship game tonight between Kansas and North Carolina when TSL returns. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. Ivan's is out today. Snow ride with Ivan's pick for you. I'll give you a crypto pick. Buy Luna, hold it for three years. There's my crypto pick. Uh, there's your pick for the night. <laughs> so that's all you need to know.
How about Tyler not send us an, uh, sending us an mm. RWI? How about that? I know. I know. Lazy. Lazy. We're still upset about us hacking his email and his social media accounts. It's whatever. It is what it is. You know, that's what I'm going to do on my website. You know I'm quitting. Is that I'm going to post a bunch of stuff on my social media accounts. I'm going to blame you guys on it and say that you've done it. Follow an HR grievance and quit. That's how I'll do it. At least we know ahead of time. Yeah, that, just so you know. Well, no one's listening to the show yet. So we're, when, you, when you put us on the air, I'll stop talking about it. So just yeah. let me know when we're on. And that way when the listener doesn't have to, to hear about all that. Did NCAA tournament final tonight. What time did you say the first tip was, Eric Kane? 9.20 Eastern time. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Your I, kids can't watch it. I always talk... And I'm a broken record, and I'm annoying, and I sound 80 years old. But I mean, that's. But also, there's this. It's just, I mean, thank God Tennessee's not doing it, so I don't have to wait and do stuff after. It's just, I mean, like, I'm not going to stay up and watch the entire game. I'm just not. Yeah. Like, but it feels like I watch the first half go do cardio and watch the second half on my phone while I'm doing cardio. That's what it feels like. I mean, it, well, it's second in half. In the morning gonna, before we come. I was going to say, yeah, second half's going to start around 11. Like, yep. I mean, I mean, really, like, what? I don't know. It's, it's so frustrating. There's no excuse. To be in the Eastern Time Zone for a game to start at the nine twenty. Wait, New Orleans is Central, right? Yeah, I, I don't care. It's stupid. Still started started four in the afternoon. Yeah, but <laughs> it started at eight o'clock. Then yeah. do it on Sunday. You know what I mean? You don't have to do it on Saturday. Do it on Sunday, like uh, the Super Bowl. Eight o'clock would be perfect because you know the game would be over a little after ten. That's good enough for me. Look, I love the women's game, but the women's game having to move off their day not my problem. Or play them back to back. Play the women's game starting at like two. And the men's game starting at like five and the fun. whole thing's over on Sunday. And you've got fun. a full day of basketball and everybody would watch. Frankly, it might bring more people to the to the women's final as well if they were willing to do that. It makes no sense to me that they don't do this like the Super Bowl. No sense whatsoever. Why frankly, everybody doesn't do sports like the Super Bowl. Who wins tonight? North Carolina or Kansas and why? I think Kansas wins. I think they're a better team top to bottom. I think that they're gonna bully them inside out. I think they're gonna play inside out. I don't think that they're going to get caught up in shooting three, trying to match for match. They're not going to get ahead of themselves because they had a lot of success from beyond the arc on Saturday. I think Carolina is a good team, obviously playing right now, but it took them forever to figure it out. I think Bill Self's a better coach. I think all the little things, I mean, this is a national championship, right? Sometimes it just depends on who's hot at the right time. But at the end of the day, the little things matter. And I think Kansas is just better top to bottom. So I'll say Kansas. Sometimes it's make or miss and North Carolina beat Duke because they made shots and Duke missed them. Duke missed five more free throws than North Carolina and they lost by four. So, I mean, what do you do? Sometimes it really is that simplistic in basketball because I don't know that Duke's game plan was bad or that North Carolina out-schemed them or anything like that. They just, they hit shots. Yeah. And Duke didn't hit shots. The one concern I have for Kansas, and I agree with you, I think Kansas wins this game tonight. The one concern that I have, do we remember Texas A&M in the tournament, the SEC tournament? What happened there? 50% beyond the arc, 50% beyond the arc, 50% beyond the arc, 19%. Yep. Eventually, it just catches up with you when you shoot too well a little bit. Tennessee against Longwood hit everything they threw up <laughs> against, against Michigan, shoots 18% from the field. That's the concern I have. Kansas shot 54% against Villanova on Saturday. I agree with you, though. I think Kansas wins. The reason why is size on the interior. They're also, it's a different team. This is a team that's built like a Jay Wright team, not a team that's yep. built like a Bill Self Old team. players. Yeah, every, there's seven guys in rotation for Kansas. Four juniors, two seniors, one sophomore. That's who all, they will not play a freshman most likely unless they're blowing someone out or an injury happens, God forbid. So I just think that when you look at the, the maturity of Kansas, when you look at the size, I, Kansas is going to play old school basketball. And one thing North Carolina did that I thought was really intriguing is they said, hey, Duke, we'll play this AAU game, open floor game that you want to play, and it worked out for them. They hit shots, Duke didn't. I just don't think you're going to beat Kansas doing that. 
And I don't think you're going to bait Kansas into playing your game as well by doing that. I think Kansas is disciplined enough to say, we've got a seven-footer on the block. He can. He shot 10 of 12 the other night against Villanova. Yeah. We're going to feed him the rock, and you can't send him to the free-throw line. He shot five of six from the free-throw line, so it's not like you can just foul him and hope that you get it done that way. And I just don't think there's an answer there. Yeah, no, there, so. yeah, I agree. I completely agree there. So I think that it's going to be Kansas, and I think it's going to be Kansas because of the interior game. Also, Bill Self, look, he gets a lot of crap for not being a great coach, and there are times that you could criticize what Bill Self's done. But the one thing that the last time they played in the final, it was that that Kansas uh, Mario Chalmers team, that Darrell Arthur Kansas team against Memphis. Mario Chalmers. And they were crushed. Memphis was crushing them. And they, but they realized what was the one weakness they had. They couldn't hit free throws. So, so about nine minutes left, they're down like 20. They just start shooting, for, just fouling them and send them to the free throw line. And they end up coming back and getting the win in that one. Probably one of the best games I've ever seen in the NCAA tournament final. I just think Bill Self's going to have something for North Carolina. What a run by Hubert Davis. It's been oh, a run yeah. by Carolina so far. Eight seed that's in the final. That's unbelievable. And, mm-hmm. and, and an eight was the right seed for them coming in. Let's be honest, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they did not have a good regular season. They started playing good ball towards the end of it. Of course, they, they beat Duke. This was not a very good basketball team all season long. They, again, both can be true. The ACC was not good this year, yet it might have a national championship winner, right? It's just. And, two, and half the final four. Exactly. And three of and another one in the Elite Eight. Yep. I mean, that that's that is tournament basketball for you. So credit all around. But I'm with you. I think it's going to be Kansas. So congratulations, all the uh, and there's a lot of them around here, Carolina fans. Uh, you're going to win tonight. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I know. It's been look. I've been picking against Can- North Carolina since they went up against after they won their first round matchup. Same, same here. So I, I'm well, with I, you there. I had them against St. Peter's because I knew that that was going to end. Yeah, so I mean, we all knew that was going to that that was going to happen. But they didn't just beat them; they smoked them. You know what I mean? They they beat St. Peter's down from, from the onset. Too. Yeah, and yeah. Hubert, Hubert Davis had that matchup. The way that they flipped from man to two three to matchup zone, he had it all figured out in that one. And so let's see if Hubert Davis has something for Kansas in that interior game. Eric Kane, fantastic job. Thank you. Tyler Robbins will be back tomorrow joining us as he finally stops uh, panting over Pete Alonzo's batting practice. Swings down in Port St. Lucie right now. Remember, 12 o'clock today, Josh and Swain, new show right here on the program. Jason Swain joins the sports animal today. 12 to 3, Tennessee Athletics Director Danny White going to be on the program as well. Starting lineup on 99.1, the sports animal. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more.